Newly appointed United States Envoy to the Pacific Islands Forum, Frankie Reid, says the U.S. is committed to addressing the priorities of Pacific Island nations. It's the first position of its kind, established as part of an $800 million development assistance package announced by President Joe Biden last year. Finau Fonua spoke to Frankie Reid about his new position. I am the first U.S. envoy to the Pacific Islands Forum. And I was appointed by President Biden and started the job in about March, based at the U.S. Embassy in Suva. It's an interesting return to a place that I know well, because I was formerly ambassador there to not only Fiji, but Tonga, Nauru, Kiribati, and Tuvalu. But it's not coming back to my old job at all. I'm not dealing with the U.S. bilateral relationship, but the new relationship. And the first time an envoy from the U.S. has been assigned to the Pacific Islands Forum. That said, in the past, I've attended several forums supporting usually the Secretary of State or one of the cabinet-level members who was traveling to the forum. And I've been here before in the Cook Islands as we speak when I came almost over 10 years ago with Secretary Clinton as part of that delegation to the forum. But for my background, I worked with Australia, New Zealand, Pacific Island Affairs in different capacities over the past, I would say, off and on, 20 years, beginning in um, on the Hill with a California congressman who was then the minority chair of the Asia and Pacific Subcommittee. And that put me in contact with the freely associated states, and I worked with the Compact of Free Association, um, some of the Palau negotiations many years ago. One thing led to another, and I was uh, assigned as charge, that is the Deputy Chief of Mission in Apia, Samoa, and spent three and a half years there with our ambassador, of course, resident in New Zealand. It's been dubbed the U.S. re-engagement in the region. There was a pledge that was made, and... An embassy has been set up in Tonga. I think an embassy has been set up in Kiribati. Could you expand on what the U.S. is going to bring to the Pacific Islands in, in, the, in the coming years? Certainly. I think you're referring to the last year's White House summit. That's correct. And during that time, the U.S. President Biden made certain commitments that we would undertake and I don't know if it's as much re-engagement. We, it's not that the U.S. left, but I think that our presence has not been as obvious as it has in the past. And by obvious, I mean by not having the staffing to allow participation in important meetings and reducing the size of embassy staff, and in some cases, places where we've never physically had an embassy. So when you um, refer to opening embassies, yes, the embassy in Tonga recently was opened and Secretary Blinken came out for that. I just left Fiji, Suva, where the head of the U.S. Agency for International Development, Samantha Powers, opened the first regional embassy, uh, not embassy, I'm sorry, regional USAID office in Suva.
they're sitting with us now, when I say with us, in the embassy as we speak, there are probably 12 to 15. They will move into their own headquarters shortly with some 25 to 35 officers initially, and that should expand to 55 to 70, as I understand it, by the end of next year. It's a huge commitment, and it expands what was already there. USAID has been in the region and was located in Suva some time ago, even when I was there as ambassador, but in smaller numbers, and run basically out of the Agency for International Development in Manila. We're looking at bringing Peace Corps back in several countries, and Peace Corps volunteers already have been sworn in in Fiji and Tonga. Is there concern from the Biden administration about China's influence in the region? I would phrase it a bit differently in terms of even of your question, and we get this quite a bit, as you can imagine. But the U.S. is committed, and President Biden has said this, as have many members of the administration, to a free and open Indo-Pacific, where all countries can operate transparently and abide by international laws. And that concern has to do with more than one country, all right? I would say that the concern that has been shared over certain actions in the South China Sea and human rights concerns uh, are concerns that the U.S. shares. And we also often talk of the rule of law. And I'm a lawyer by background, but there we can share concerns with partner countries that there's a need to follow rules of international conduct. So we have many relationships and we would like to say that there's plenty of room to do development work and partner with the Pacific Island countries. And that's what we're trying to do with the initiatives that we have. And by coming to the forum to participate on the margins of the leaders meeting, I think enables us at least on a regular basis to share our priorities.